Hello to all the Manchester United fans around the world. Welcome to another episode of Red Devils in Paris podcast. It was a strange game on Saturday. Man United were down two goals under four minutes at home and it felt like deja vu all over again. Only for this time the team rallied and came back to win thanks to the goals from Eriksen, Casemiro and Bruno. The result was good for Man United but the performance not so much but we move on. What was great, however, was the determination of the supporters who stayed in after the final whistle to protest against the Glazers. Lots of gratitude and thanks to the 1858 group and other groups who are protesting against the ownership week in and week out. Hopefully, we will soon see the back of the Glazers. Our football club deserves it. In the next part of the podcast, I will review the game with my mate Adi and we will also preview the next game against Arsenal. So please keep listening. Hello, mate. How are you? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question, man. After what we've seen this weekend from United. Uh, but I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing much better now, uh, having got the win. Yeah, it, it, it was a strange game. Uh, we, we did not start well at all. And uh, for me, two goals down under four minutes at home is uh, very, let's say, quite unacceptable. But then, thankfully, we found a way to win it. Uh, but I think this should not mask the fact that the performance was not up to the mark. What do you think? Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I think you definitely had more faith than me after we went <laughs> two goals down. Because I remember we were chatting during the game and you were like, we're still going to win this game. Honestly, having seen those first four minutes, I wasn't quite sure. Uh, against Nottingham Forest to go go down two goals against any team for that matter of fact even if it was Manchester City or Liverpool uh, to go down two goals in that fashion in the first like opening four minutes is absolutely absolutely unacceptable uh, I think we're lucky that we got the result uh, but there's still so much work to do absolutely so now let's look at the first goal we conceded this was against our own corner so Rashford was the furthest player when Forrest counter-attacked. And for me, this shows how bad was the positioning of our players. If Rashford is the furthest player together with Anthony, you know, uh, defending against the counter-attack from Forrest. And if you also look, even Onana was in two minds, whether to come forward or whether to stay back in the box. I think if you look at it statistically, one of our weakest points uh, as a team is how effective we are uh, on uh, set plays. And this is a clear example because not only are we not good at scoring from set plays, but it's pretty clear to see that we're not we're not set up correctly to defend set plays against a team that's you know can gets a chance to counter quickly. Uh, to have Rashford and Anthony as the players who are further back, these are these are players who should be further, way further up the field, uh, you know, trying to score goals. But to have them as the players right at the back, trying to run back and defend the goal, that's that's. Uh, I'm not sure who's at fault, uh, whether it's the manager or the players. Players got that wrong, but uh, you know that against against if if you're getting punished like this against a team like Nottingham Forest, you can only imagine what would happen against a team like City or Liverpool uh, or Newcastle who are lightning quick on the break. 
so absolutely unacceptable. Uh, I think it clearly highlights, uh, you know, our deficiencies with set plays on on, on both ends, uh, really. And again, uh, I think, like you said, Onana was in two minds. I think he definitely could have done better because before the ball is kicked into the goal, into the goal, he's already on his on his backside. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he he could have definitely stayed up and done a little better. I think he's much better on, in one-on-one situations than we saw uh, yesterday. Uh, and and uh, I absolutely agree with you when you say that uh, we are so bad against uh, you know uh, defending against set pieces and. We, we we should not look any further than the second goal. For me, it was uh, it was a very cheap free kick, let's say, and our defending again was not up to the mark. And I'm I'm actually worried about uh, Martinez' defensive work so far. Uh, he does not really look uh, looks like someone who is up to the mark yet. And uh, if he is not fully, uh, you know, back. At his best, uh, doing the you know uh, aggressive defending work like he did last last year, I think we could be in big trouble. Huh? Yeah, definitely, I think the two players till now who have stood out for all the wrong reasons uh, in the first first few games are Martinez and Casemiro, uh, and I think Casemiro was uh, majorly to blame for this goal because. I understand it. It was it was bad luck because Bolly didn't know much about the about the touch and and the ball going in. But Casemiro has to do something. Mm-hmm. He's right in front of him. He should be ready uh, to to attack that ball. But he just doesn't seem like uh, you know he's at top form uh, at the moment, and that's a real worry because both Martinez and Casemiro were two of our best players last season. Uh, so you know we need them. We absolutely need them back in top form quickly uh, if we want to get anywhere this season. Uh, and were you impressed with uh, Diego Dalo yesterday uh, because he had to fill in for Luke Shaw? Not at all. I I really not impressed with uh, Diego Dalo. Uh, I I I would you know I'd be surprised. I mean I I wouldn't be surprised given how Tenag plays that. Uh, he he might start uh, in the next game as well, uh, but I would really give Malasia a run out uh, because I don't think the law did uh, very well on the left hand side. There's also word now that we might be in for some uh, loan signings for the left hand mm-hmm. side. Uh, I think we're being linked with uh, Cucurella from uh, Chelsea. Uh, honestly, I don't rate the player much, uh, but to be honest, at least he's a speciality left. Uh, left back, uh, so might not be the worst. I think, to be honest, I think we should we should try to give Malasia a, a chance because mm-hmm. Luksha is not going to be out for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, he'll be back uh, after the international break next month. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 a worry. It's definitely a worry the position right now. For me, uh, let's say uh, Diego Dello, I, I was not impressed with some of his decision making. But I think what I liked a bit about him yesterday was his positioning in the midfield. So I think he was uh, playing the inverted uh, winger role a bit better than Shaw. But yes, I, I still don't think he looks like a natural uh, left back. So I the won't... problem is, mm-hmm. yeah, the, pro- the problem is that, uh, you know, in, in the first few games, we've seen most of the attacks going down our left-hand side. And yeah. that's... if. If Martinez is not in top form, yeah. then, you know, regardless of whether it's going to be Luke Shaw or Malasia or even the law, we're going to be in trouble. Uh, 
Uh, and Delors is obviously really good going forward. Uh, he's definitely better, you know, on the front foot when he's when he's uh, running past wing backs and things like that. But uh, on the defensive side, he's he's maybe not the best. Uh, so that's that's the real worry because I think it's it's partly to do with the fact that Martinez is is not in form right now. Yeah, I I I think I I could not uh, agree more with you there, and uh, I would not be surprised as as you said if we go in for a loan signing uh, in in the in the window, and try to get this person to at least uh, play as a backup to Malaysia for the next few games until we get Shaw back, and uh, yeah, left back for me is an important position because I I see this position kind of, let's say, critical or crucial uh, with the link-up with Rashford. If we want to get the best out of Rashford, I think our left-back really needs to be involved in the game. So let's see, let's see uh, what we do in the next uh, next weeks. Uh, if we go for a, a loan signing or, or we try to mitigate, uh, you know, the uh, problem we have with the in-house players. So I would be interested to see what Ten Hag does. Okay, uh, now uh, coming back to the midfield, were you were you impressed, or uh, you think uh, you still think that there is a lot of work to be done? I think there's definitely some work to be done, and I think that's partly because of Casemiro's form at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Eriksen definitely brought more stability, and you know the goal he, he scored was an absolute touch of class. Uh, Ericsson, to me, over the years, you know, he seems to be a player who's not really affected by confidence. Uh, you know what you're going to get from Ericsson. Uh, this, the, you know, he he rarely is off form uh, for me. So I think I think, you know, maybe Mount getting injured at the moment is is not the worst thing because I think we needed to start with Ericsson in the middle. He brings w- much more creativity from the deep lying area. I think the the problem though is because Casemiro is not playing well, uh, maybe another player in there who, who's more defensive minded is probably you know a good uh, option at the moment. I think at least till Casemiro uh, starts playing like last season. Uh, but yeah, there's still there's still a lot uh, to be desired from midfield. I feel. Should we uh, should we still go for another midfield? Player before the window closes, or, or uh... oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think that's that's not an option because it's clear to see that uh, Ten Hag probably doesn't trust uh, McTominay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if 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 you need players on the bench who are, who are capable of coming on at any time and who the manager trusts, and if McTominay is not one of those players, then you need to get one of those players. Uh, and you, you need to get them quick. There are only a few days left for the transfer window to close. Uh, so you need to sign, uh, I definitely feel you need to sign another deep-lying midfielder. And I think, as of now, I think Amrabat is is uh, probably the best solution we can find in this late stage. Hopefully, uh, Henderson, like we're reading, uh, goes to Crystal Palace. Yes. And then we're able to make uh, that signing because I think Amrabat right now is could be the difference in our Amrabat is probably the best solution that we can find in this late stage uh, in the transfer window, and honestly, he could he could be the difference between how a season goes. Uh, so I, I think it's it's critical that we get we get uh, another 
deep line midfield on board before the close of the transfer window. And our injury list also is growing, right? Uh, Shaw, Mount, and now we have some, let's say, risk about Varan. Exactly. 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 I think another centre-back and uh, another deep line midfielder is crucial. Uh, I'm reading today as well that uh, Maguire's move to West Ham might be on. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully that goes through, but only if you know we can sign uh, another... Uh, defender in time. I think we we from what I'm reading, we're getting close to signing uh, Todibo. Uh, that would be nice. Hopefully that hopefully that can go through, and as well as Maguire go the other way. Yeah, that that I think that would be the best solution for Manchester United. Man, uh, Harry Maguire going to West Ham, and if we sign Todibo. All right, then uh, looking at the forward players, um, I think Anthony. Improved a bit, but I, I, I still believe he lacks the final product. And for me, Rashford's performance was, you know, kind of, it kind of summed up Man United's game. He did not particularly have a good game, but I think he played a crucial role in all the three goals. What do you think? Absolutely. I think you can see the difference between playing Rashford down the middle and playing on the left. Uh, he's, he's way more dangerous uh, down the left. I think he did all right. Uh, compared to the first few games uh, uh, where he didn't really have much of an impact, I think the last game he did much better. Uh, and I think it, it's obviously going to take a couple of games for him to bet that in because it's difficult to change positions uh, you know, between uh, a couple of games. So I expect Rashford to be up and firing. I, was, I, was, I wasn't absolutely you know awed by his performance but i think you know it was it was better than what you had in the first couple of games on the left hand side anthony as well i think he he definitely had a better game he was he was dangerous uh, but we need more end product from him uh, he needs to run at defenders more uh, he needs he's too one dimensional at the moment uh, you know he needs to I, I feel he needs to be coached to use his right foot as well uh, you know, a winger at that level has to be able to play with both legs, has to be able to play with both feet, has to be able to shoot with both feet, across with both feet, and not be so one-dimensional and easy to predict. Uh, I think he was unlucky uh, because that was a good save uh, from from the goalkeeper, uh, from, from the one shot he had, but we definitely need to see more end, end product from Anthony. And for me, Ant- Anthony Marshall was... Uh was not good at all again. And uh, what I'm also a bit uh, worried or is the positioning of our forward players uh, inside the box because yesterday, towards the end of the game, when we had a really good ball uh, inside the box, the player who was in the box was Victor Lindelof. None of our forward players were inside the box to take advantage of this cross. So this is where I, I do not understand, you know, is it because the players don't understand the system or they're not putting enough, let's say, effort in the training ground? bit disjointed at the moment. Uh, it doesn't seem like, uh, you know, we have a clear direction or a set plan. Uh, it just seems like we're winging it. Uh, with regards to Anthony Martial, uh, you know, the only positive I, I can take from the game yesterday was... You know, at least he didn't get injured. <laughs> uh, apart from that, he seemed it, it, it clearly seems to be like a player who, who hasn't played in a really long time. Uh, and you know, it's unfortunate that 
we needed another center forward uh, and we had to focus on another center forward because I think otherwise Anthony Martial would have probably been sold as well. Uh, coming to the, you know, the, the point you mentioned about, you know, uh, the only attack-minded player, you know, in the, in that situation being Victor Lindelof, I think that comes down to the fact that we don't really have a proper center forward. Uh, and, and the hope is once, once Hoyland is up and running, you know, those kind of situations are where he can take advantage because he's an out and out center forward. Uh, and you're gonna, what we expect is that he's gonna be in the box. He's going to be in the box ready to take those opportunities. So, really can't get him on the field soon enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, um, it, it's a tough one. I don't think uh, Eric Ten Hag, even if he's fit, I don't think Eric Ten Hag is probably going to start him uh, against Arsenal. Uh, but we we really hope that uh, you know he gets on the field soon and he he's up he's up and running uh, because. I think there are a lot of situations where we're just lacking because we don't have a proper centre forward. Yes, I, I I agree. I think for me, uh, the time is running out for Anthony Marshall. Uh, he he really needs to either step up, or you know we need to move him on uh, in the next window. Anyways, uh, now coming back to the game, I think I was quite impressed uh, by the. Uh, you know, the supporters who decided to stay in after the game to protest against the Glazers. I think this was uh, quite positive from the game. And uh, uh, for me, we should really be thankful to these guys because week in and week out, they are protesting against the ownership of the club. And for me, hopefully, uh, we, we see the back of the Glazers uh, sooner than later. Absolutely, I couldn't agree with you more. You know... You can't disagree with the fact that the players are partly to blame for the performance on the field, but it's also our management from the board level down. Uh, we're such a poorly run football club. Uh, it, it just seems that all our signings are coming only from Eric Ten Hag. There doesn't seem to be any scouting. There doesn't seem to be any statistical uh, reviews done of players as is done at well, pretty much all elite clubs right now. Uh, I doubt, you know, teams like Liverpool and uh, Manchester City are signing players only that are being, you know, requested by their manager. That that really can't be the case. You need to have a proper system. And that's why we're so disjointed in our, in our signings. And that's down to the board. That's down to the structure that they put in the club. And it's clearly not good enough. It's absolutely not good enough. And you can see that happening at Chelsea as well now. Uh, with an owner who doesn't really know much about the game how it works and you know if I, if I remember correctly uh, watching the Chelsea game uh, on Friday I think only two players Raheem Sterling and uh, Silva were the only two players who on, on the field who were mm-hmm. playing last season mm-hmm. so it's 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 difficult when you have an ownership who doesn't understand the game uh, which and is from our point of view is also unacceptable because they've not been our owners for the last two or three seasons They've been our owners for, you know, the better part of almost two decades now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's absolutely unacceptable and well done. Well done to the fans who uh, stayed on, who protested. And like you said, uh, you know, we can't see the back of them soon enough. Absolutely. All right, then looking forward to the next game against Arsenal. Uh, what do you think uh, should be our strategy? Uh, if we need 
to change something in the uh, in, in the way we play or if we need to change the side what what do you think we should do if we want to get something out of this game well, honestly uh, as bad as we were i don't think arsenal are, are got the best foot forward uh, yet in the season as well so it's it's possibly not the worst time to uh, to play to play against them uh so i think you know we need to ensure that we are absolutely strong from the middle uh, and our defense definitely needs to uh, better uh, i think fernandes had an, an an excellent game he he absolutely led as the captain and hopefully uh, he can do the same against arsenal uh, but i think midfield and defense is where we really need to be tight we can't concede those early goals against arsenal because it's going to be way more difficult to come back from those I think our midfield needs to be compact and we should cut off any space for Rice or Degard or Pate. Uh as much as uh, Ateta has been experimenting of late, I believe that if we give some space to this uh you know uh, Arsenal midfield, they will really punish us. And uh, against Arsenal, if we concede first, I think it's going to be very difficult to come back to the game. And also Saka currently is playing his best and uh, we should try to cut off the supply to him else it's going to be a long long day against Arsenal. Absolutely we have to we have to cut them in field off because you can't afford to give players like Saka uh, a lot of chances. I think he's he's the only one who's really impressed along the season for Arsenal and you have to make sure that you know the supply is cut off uh, from their forward players. uh because they will punish you and so definitely i agree with you and i'm even even more worried because you know uh our left back <laughs> is injured so we 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 either would play with dalo or i don't know if malasia is fit enough to start the game and uh i as you said for misaka right now looks really world class so it will be quite interesting to see how we manage to cut saka off the game because if saka gets on the ball for me it's going to be too dangerous for us i agree i think the left back is probably uh the most worrisome uh position for us uh in the next game uh but hopefully eric ten hag uh, you know can then get the system right get the players right and you know work out how to cut those attacking threats uh, on the training field this week uh because i think the arsenal game is absolutely crucial uh not a game we can afford to really drop points in uh we did really well against them uh at the start of the season uh last year and i think we need that kind of performance this year hopefully you know even though we started off really badly the comeback win would have given a lot of confidence to our players mm-hmm. so hopefully they can kick on from there and arsenal obviously had uh, you know they they considered a late goal uh to draw against uh, fulham Uh, so hopefully yeah, hopefully hopefully we go in, into this game with a little more confidence and we start on the front foot uh unlike the game on the weekend i i think a win against arsenal should bring our season back on track anyways oh, absolutely and, absolutely and so what's your score predictions for the game i it, it's a tough one to call because you don't know what to expect from either of the teams uh i think defensively it's it's a tough one for us <laughs> uh because 
Arsenal have scored a few goals and we have definitely conceded a few goals. Uh, I, I feel in the in this game, our only hope is that our uh, we outscore them. So I, I would I would go for a two-one uh, United. I'm going to be positive on this one uh, because I think we do play well against Arsenal. They haven't started uh, really well, and I think uh, the comeback win against Nottingham Forest would have given us some confidence. Uh, so as long as uh, Ek and Hart get the system right and get the players right and you know them them to really focus on the field this week, uh, you know I, I don't think a win uh, against Arsenal is out of reach. So I will go for for two one. My heart says two one, but my head says one all. So let's see uh, what happens this weekend then. Anyway, thanks, mate. Thanks a lot for joining this podcast, and uh, hopefully uh, next time when we discuss, uh, we we we. We are discussing a good result against Arsenal. A lot more positives. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely, mate. It's always great to get to be, be on the show. Thanks again for inviting me. And, you know, hopefully uh, we have many more positives to talk about uh, our team uh, on the next show. So good luck. Good luck to all United supporters and come on, United. Come on, United. Thank you so much, mate. Have a nice one. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you everyone for listening to this podcast. Please do leave your comment and feedback on the podcast. That will help us improve in the next days. Until then, keep loving the game.